Today, I'll be talking with Caleb from Santa Cruz, California. Welcome to the podcast, Caleb. Let's talk. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, great to have you. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Um, We'll just jump right into it. Um, When the virus first hit, what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction was kind of a little bit of bewilderment. Um, I was, uh, prior to the pandemic, I was actually uh, employed uh, by Feld Entertainment. Uh, They're a company that produces a large number of shows, but I was actually touring on, uh, they produced Disney on Ice. Uh, There's like eight different uh, Disney on Ice productions that go, uh, that travel all around the world at any one point in time. Um, but I was actually, I was, I was on one of them. And so I was in actually Canada. Uh, I was in Ottawa at the time. Um, and like just out of nowhere, we were in oh, the yeah. middle of our tour and they just, they have sent us home. I've no, like just unexpectedly one day we were traveling with the company and like two days later I was home. So it was just, it was crazy. Wow. So that must've been like probably I'm in Canada. So I, yeah, I, I remember probably early to mid-March, I think, was when we started getting locked down. Um, so so you basically just, okay, we're done, and, and they sent you back to California. and, and Yeah. Uh, it, so what I was think, it like there when you got home? Well, when I got home, it was, I mean, I, I, so I, flew, I flew home, and there was just no one on airplanes at the time, which was a shock because, of course, I had been traveling all over all over North America. And so I'd been, especially about a couple weeks prior, I'd actually been in Mexico. And so I had just been taking all sorts of flights all over the place, uh, jam packed in. Uh, I was all, I have, uh, my employer always gave me not very good seating priority. So I was half the time I was always in a middle seat on the airplane. And then suddenly coming back, I was getting rows to myself um, and then I get back and it's the airport is emptier than I've ever seen it. It was, it was nuts. Um, and as well as the roads, just driving around home for the first couple of days, I think it was probably three or four days later that we went into lockdown, but it was, it was just, it was wild seeing just no one there. It was practically apocalyptic. So this must have been after New York had already started having their um, their big problem, like their big spike at the beginning. You know, I'm not I'm not quite sure with how New York uh, aligned with it, um, but I know that like one of the very first places that uh, that was to to cancel anything in the enter- entertainment industry was. Uh, Stanford. Uh, my my girlfriend was actually supposed to work on a show at Stanford, like right around then. And I think it was like Monday of that week that her first show got canceled. Um, and then I think it was about a week later when we when everything got locked down. Um, so I'm not sure how that compares with New York, but is I'm sure it was right around the same time. It was the there was it was Wednesday night that. Um, that the NBA decided to postpone the rest of their season. And that's really what. All right. Made, right. Yeah. That, that's really what. Yeah. That, the that's, whole world it's funny out. because that. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed when, when the NBA postponed or, or put their season on hold or whatever it was. And, and that the first um, player had, had uh, contracted, you know, the virus. Yeah. It seemed like that for some reason almost was like a wake up call for, for uh, a lot of places that like, especially North America, like, okay, this is really real. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know what it was specifically with NBA, but it just sent this trickle effect for this, just like this 24 hours of just everything in the world being canceled. Uh, and what's also to note is that actually at that week we were in, uh, we were in the NHL arena with Disney on ice um, in in Ottawa, uh, so that um, right they were the I guess I had kind of come into work the next morning and I I'm I wasn't in charge of you know anything like venue wise but I you know just talking to my coworkers and stuff I I was talking to my stage manager and he just 
he was like, oh yeah, I got a frantic phone call from the venue manager last night because the NBA just canceled the rest or the postponed the rest of their season. And we're in an NHL arena. So they're very well to follow suit, like very shortly. And that's, and I, I actually, I think they did the next day. I think it was the day after the NBA that the NHL suspended things. Yeah, it was, it was, um, we, it was actually for once, I think it might have been our, our only show in our entire season that we had uh, as a, kind of a kid's show early in the morning. They're typically meant for uh, like schools or kind of kids groups to come in to see the show. We didn't have very many of those during the season, but uh, we had one actually that morning after the NBA had postponed their season. And so we actually got in before the NHL had postponed their season. So it was this kind of like weird middle gap where everyone had kind of started to cancel stuff, but it hadn't quite happened yet. So we, we managed to sneak one of our shows in there. It was, it was a really weird time. And then immediately following the show, like I just, I just like Googled like on my phone really quickly, like NHL cancel season question mark. And it had it had happened in the two hours of our show, and so we got called in the office. And it actually, at first, it was our whole or it was just the weekend had been canceled, and that we were just going to stay in our hotel. Uh, and then they were going to uh, send us to I think it was Hamilton, which is just outside of um, uh, like Niagara Falls on the Canada side there, um, and. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we're going to go the next week. But so they, they were going to, they were going to send us there. And then like a few hours later, they said, Nope, you're the rest of your season is canceled. So, so when you got home, um, was that it for work then? Like, did, did you get laid off? Did you, did, yeah, you know, actually, did, did all that sort of work had, out for you? We had a week of just, uh, just kind of wondering what was going on. Uh, we have these crates with that, that everyone keeps our kept our uh, personal stuff in. So I was actually, you know, in transit somewhere. So we were kind of all like, "Oh, are we gonna be hired? Like, or are we gonna go back in to fix things up in the shop again?" But then about about a week of wondering what was going on, uh, we got we all got laid off, or mo- a majority of the company did. And and how long is is that still going on? Like, I, I can imagine you're still not able to. Like the shows can't be happening still, right? Yeah, I so as far as Feld slash Disney on Ice goes, that was that was gone on that week. I there's I've heard just through people I know through the company that um, that there's a show or two actually traveling right now, which seems absolutely incra- crazy to me. Uh, but as far as I, I what I usually did, what I what I did before I actually joined the company, I had I'd only been with the company for about like eight or nine months, or maybe not even that many, not even a full year, just one tour. Um, uh, what I did before that is, well, I was a student, but I also did uh, freelance work um, just with whatever company would hire me. Um, I was down in the LA area, down in Southern California. Um, but since I've gotten home after Disney on Ice, there's been absolutely zero work. It's been now, you know, be a year here and about you know two weeks where i i and basically everyone i've known have had zero work so that must have been that i mean that that's got to be uh you know a huge impact on on your life um like what have you been able to do i've honestly just been working on a little a lot of uh little different projects here and there um i i've uh I was working on some, one of the things that I'm primarily a lighting designer, but I want to branch out a little bit into being a projection designer in the future. Um, So one of the projects I was working on, I've been just like creating um, this like projection content library that any feeder out there can contact me and like rent stuff out. Um, So I've worked on like all these like little different projects, but as far as making money off of it, it's all in the future. It's just I, in the last year, unemployment has been well. I'm not going to say my friend, but that's where I've gotten all my money from. Is yeah, yeah. no work. 
No, and I mean, that's, I mean, especially if, you know, I mean, I don't know um, how, you know, how good this, this new job was to you with Disney, but uh, I mean, that's got to suck that, that, you know, you're on, you're in a job for less than a year and, and through no fault of your own or theirs, you know, it, it has to come to, to an end like this. I mean, that's just. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 it's beyond words. I mean, I, I just don't, you know, I mean, I'm lucky I'm retired and, and I, I didn't have to, you know, I didn't go down that road. You know, I wasn't affected that way. And I just, I just can't imagine what, what you know, what, what that would have to be like for you. Yeah. It's really the, the entertainment industry and especially the job I was in traveling all over. It was, it's a way of life. Because I was, you know, I was tra- I was exploring a new city every single week, and then suddenly I was sitting at home doing nothing, having nothing to do. It it was just the biggest life change that you could possibly imagine. Well, and and I'm assuming your your lockdowns down there were probably pretty tight compared to some of the other parts of the country. Just knowing what you know people i've talked to in california compared to some of the other parts i it uh, you know it seems to me like they uh, seem to take things a little more serious in california and 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 lock down things a little tighter yeah definitely i'm actually here i'm in the bay area too so we were one of the very first places to lock down um i don't you know it's been a year now, so I don't really remember how it all started too well. But one of the, you know, one of the things that really spread the the virus around the world was there was these cruise ships that were kind of stuck out in the ocean and they needed to go somewhere. And I believe one of them uh, hit port, got to port in in the Bay Area somewhere, and so we were some of the very first cases, um, and so we locked down very, very fast. And, you know, to this day, it's all very much locked down. So, so, you know, how, how, I mean, obviously it, it, you know, it's been difficult, but so how have you managed, you know, dealing with uh, the isolation, you know, the lockdown, you know, not, not, you know, um, not having your normal life, like you had it, like, you know, um, how have you dealt with that? that's you know that is the question i battle with every single day uh it's it's come back to a lot of those those projects i was talking about i was working on this uh projection content library as at one point i was uh working on making these uh cool shadow boxes because they have a, a lighting component to it so it was kind of it was fulfilling that lighting side of my mind that I wanted to do just a little bit. Um, or recently I was actually working on producing a podcast um, because I wanted that kind of that to be able to put something out to an audience. It's, you know, it's nowhere in the same with having a live audience where you get immediate reaction out of them. Uh, some, some places on tour, we were in front of 10,000 people. So here I am, I am creating a podcast, which I'm having fun with. But it's it you know I'm getting an audience of three people right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah, I mean to me it, it's the same thing. I mean that's you know why I started doing this too is more, uh, you know, just to give myself something to focus on, something to you know occupy, you know, because um, we're we're in a very you know, pretty tight lockdown here too. And, and it's winter here, like I'm in central Canada and it's, you know, I mean, it's cold. It's, it's, um, which makes the lockdowns even harder because, you know, uh, you know, at least in the summer when we had the lockdown, we could social distance and still see the kids and go for walks and, you know, that sort of thing. But now, you know, you can't really even do that. It's, you know, sometimes it's just too cold. So, yeah, I mean, for us, it was, you know, uh, you know, lockdown, you know, hasn't been great. And, and, um, I like taking pictures. I like photography. So that was kind of my, uh, you know, that's my focus, my passion. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in, I, I'm not able to really do much of that in this lockdown. So that's, you know, that's why I started the podcast. It would just, it just gave me something else to, to focus on. 
Mm-hmm. And one of actually one of the crazy things that me and my girlfriend did it's is we actually took in starting in September. You know, it's not necessarily the best idea for everyone, but we actually took this really massive trip all the way across the country. But the way that we did it safely is that we went camping. So we actually had very little interaction with anyone where where we were. Um, I I knew all these yeah. I know all these people from all across the country because we were all on tour together, uh, and I really wanted to stop and say hi to some of them but we made the very very conscious choice of we're not going to see anyone we know because we don't want to randomly pick it up somewhere and track it to every everyone we know (laughs) yeah yeah no hey that's a responsible way to look at it for sure yeah but we made this massive so how long how long how long was it it was uh we started the trip yeah. on on uh, September 30th, and it ended on something like November 13th. So it was about a month and a half of visiting all of the national parks, or not, I'm not going to say all of them, but we visited like 15 or 20 some national parks or something like that all across the country. Uh, we started here in Santa Cruz, and ended up at my girlfriend's uh, sister's house all the way in Boston. So all the way on the other side of the country, we kind of took a northerly route on the way out there. And then like a southerly route on the way back because it was starting to, it was just getting into winter on our way back. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a really, really great trip. We would have loved to be able to, to meet more people that were traveling out in the world right there at that time. But um it was still a lot of fun. We had fun together. Well, and I mean, you know, that's, that's, uh, if, if, if you can, you know, have done something that, that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to do because, you know, now you have all this time, you know, during the, you know, the lockdowns and stuff, mm-hmm. at least it's a, it's a positive, you know, you, 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 at least you're, you're walking away with, you know, being able to say, Hey, we did something we wouldn't be able to have done in other times. And it was a good thing. So, you know, at least you got something good out of yeah. it, you know, we, there's not a lot kinda, of good. So, yeah, we kind of viewed it as like, you know, if not now, when we're never, we're never going to have this time again, we're working in theater and the entertainment industry. There's always something going on. We're never going to have a month and a half of time at any point in our lives, hopefully, again. Um, so we're just said, if not now, what, when? And so we just we just went for it. So did you like just totally avoid any of the major cities, sort of thing? So you just you know s- you know stayed to the more rural areas and 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 avoided any any larger cities? Um, for the most part, I mean, we we saw my girlfriend's sister in Boston, so that's a pretty big town. Um, in the first week or so we were in Boise. Um, but we didn't, we weren't, we camped outside of Boise and basically we came into town to go grocery shopping or whatever we needed to get. That was kind of true for anything. Like the only time we got really close to anyone was at the grocery store, you know, and which we would have been doing here in, in California anyway. Um, yeah. 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 So, so did you notice any, um, as you cross the country into different States and stuff and, and, you know, going into the stores and, and, and stuff, did you notice any difference in, in how, you know, they, they, uh, dealt with, you know, how they reacted to the pandemic was, you know, were there some States where it was like, nobody seemed to be wearing masks or other ones where they, you know, did you notice any, any changes along the way? Absolutely. There were different changes. Like there was changes everywhere we went. But I will say this, that we were actually really surprised about how many people were wearing masks all across the country. There were definitely spots where there weren't as many people as we wanted to be wearing masks. And so we would go kind of like, we like there was this one point that we were driving through like South Dakota or Idaho, or I don't remember where it was, somewhere, somewhere in the, kind of in that area, um, and we, it was just this 
it, day of drive. It was like a 12 hour dri- uh, drive on that day. And we, sometime in the middle of the day, we passed by this gas station and we're like, this is going to be the only food that we see all day long. So we stopped. And in, I think that was probably the worst experience that we had with people not wearing masks. Um, they, they were selling like pizza, uh, like these little like frozen pizzas that they heated up in their toaster oven or whatever. Um, and so we just ordered these two tiny cheese pizzas and we kind of like stood in the corner and was like, everyone stay away from us. Uh, we got some weird stare, stares because, you know, we are the ones wearing masks. But um, other than that one specific time, a majority of the places that we were in, people were people were pretty, pretty good about it. Oh, that's good. I mean... And, and, you know, like I, I'm in, I'm in Winnipeg. Um, so we're close to, you know, North Dakota. That's right. Right. Um, just below us. Um, mm-hmm. so when, when they started, you know, having their, you know, big numbers and everything in the fall, um, uh, you know, North Dakota, you know, Dakotas, uh, Minnesota, all that stuff, we, we were getting a little nervous because that, that's a little bit close to home. Luckily, mm-hmm. our border is closed, and it has been since March. So, uh, you know, it hasn't caused too much of an issue. But at the same time, I'm sure that they felt the same way with us because um, our numbers, you know, in, in our second wave were much higher than the first. Like, we just got really hammered in the second wave compared to the first. So I'm sure that they they were as, as happy to see the border closed as we were. In fact, it was, it was a little bit weird being in um – we we made a stop at uh, Niagara Falls in, in New York, and we, we could literally see the Canadian border, and it was just all crossed off. It was like, no, don't come here. And of course, me and my girlfriend were like, we, we want to go to Canada. We, we like it there, but not an option for Americans yeah. right now. Well, and 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 you know, I think I I. I... I'm assuming that it was a joint sort of thing. Like I'm assuming that the, you know, that, that you guys, you know, it was sort of a joint agreement that to close the border and, and keep it closed. Cause like I said, you guys are, you know, as much at risk from us as we are from you. Right. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, even within the country, um, you know, we have, you know, uh, interprovincial travel is, is restricted, in certain mm-hmm. cases because we don't want it to spread either. So, um, but yeah, it, it you know, it, it's, and, and it's really, you know, just so bizarre because I, I mean, I'm 60 years old and, and, you know, I remember when I was a kid, we used to just, yeah, we would drive down to Grand Forks just on a whim. I mean, you can't now, but back then we could. And, and, you know, it being so close, it's a big place, you know, where, where shopping, you know, Canadians go down there to shop a lot and stuff. And, and, you know, like I said, in my lifetime, I don't remember that border ever being closed for any reason, maybe nine 11, but that was it. And, and even that wasn't, you know, like a year. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy that we're living through this, you know, and these are things that I, I, you know, never in, in my life would I ever imagine that this would be the norm for us you know, standing in line to get a loaf of bread to go in the store or, you know, wearing a mask to go shopping or, you know, all these things that, that just seemed so bizarre then, but now it's just like our normal everyday life. And, and sometimes that's the part that freaks me out more than anything is that we've accepted this as just, it's our normal now. Yeah. It, it's just absolutely bizarre. Like I, in a, in a million years, I could have not predicted that this would have happened. It, I've heard some people describe this whole event as like my generation's 9-11 or my generation's like World War II or whatever you want to, you know, whatever big event you want to equate it with in the past. It's That's it for my generation right now. Well, and, 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 and that's the thing. I mean, even my generation, you know, I'm 60 years old and nothing in my life has prepared me for, for what this is like this, this goes far beyond, 
you know, the world, you know, second world war or any of, you know, that stuff or, or, you know, nine 11 or, or, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize any of those things because those were, you know, huge, you know, things too. But I just think the global reach of this thing, like that it's, you know, it's, it's, everybody on this planet is is having the same issue because of this virus is that's what just you know it's it's just so big and 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 it's that's probably why it's just such a normal thing for everybody now is because it's normal everywhere it, it's not just because it's here but anywhere you go you're you're facing the same problem so yeah i i other than movies and tv you know, that you see like, you know, the walking dead, that sort of stuff. I never would have thought of any of this as being possible. And I think that's, you brought up an interesting point of that we've kind of pointed out of how much our world is globalized now, you know, at least back when, you know, during like World War Two, we kind of had this notion that, that every country was a different place. But this whole the coronavirus is pointing out how much the world is one place. I'm you know I'm kind of wondering about like how much like once we get everyone's gets a vaccine and and whatnot. I'm kind of wondering of like how that that worldview is going to affect our future. Well, I I, I think it's going to be. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of changes because of this. Um, I like I think travel for like is one obvious thing that's really going to take take a turn, you know, in different ways because I think I think when you go into certain countries and and probably a lot of them you're going to like you know how you go and you have to show your passport now. Well, I think you're going to have mm-hmm. to show your passport and some proof of vaccination or they're not going to let you in their country. So if you can't prove yeah. you've been vaccinated, sorry, you got to stay like you're not allowed in my country. And and I think and I think that's fine. I understand and I, I have no issue with it. But I do I do think that that's just going to be just a normal thing, you know, and I think you're going to go, you know, in, in major airports and it's just going to be normal to have to go through uh, a temperature scan to make sure, you know, and, and things like that. I think those are just going to be everyday things just like nine 11 did, you know, changed, you know, the world, you know, when it came to security and stuff, I think this is going to, you know, do the same sort of thing just in different ways. I definitely, I definitely think that's true. Um, but, uh, uh what I was going to say is that the idea of being able to have vaccine uh, vaccine checks or temperature checks or whatever is a particularly particularly interesting one to myself and most people I know because we're kind of curious to know if people are going to have that same kind of check for for like going to events or concerts or theater uh, shows theater productions or or whatever like actually you know i never thought of that that's that's a good point yeah because it's the same exact situation i i would argue yes oh for sure i mean you know i'm now that i think about it i well i think any place that that you're having that you're going to have a large gathering of people yeah i i can't see why they you know that it would be uh, you know, that it wouldn't be a normal thing to say, okay, sorry, we're just, we, we need to, to make sure that this is going to be a healthy place and we're not starting some super spreader event. So we have to make sure that the people that come in, you know, meet a certain criteria or, or you just can't, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that other than outside of travel, but now that you bring it up, I, I, yeah, I could see that happening for sure. Absolutely. And it, and, you know, and it's one of those things that not only does it protect, protect the, the audience when they're, you know, sitting right next to each other, but it, it's going to protect like millions of people just like me who aren't necessarily out there sitting in the audience, but we're real, we're not that far away. Like there was times when I was traveling with Disney and ice, I was only 10 feet away from the audience. So it's, you know, then suddenly we're, you have to check, for the crew too and it's keeping us safe oh for sure and especially in your case because you're working in an indoor uh venue 
right? Absolutely. And, and yeah. that's hugely different than working in an outdoor stadium, right? So, I mean, yeah. the risk to you is far greater than somebody working in, in, in an outdoor stadium or a concert or something like that. So, no, absolutely, for sure. I, I um, and I, I think, you know, I, 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 I can't imagine the fear at first when you do end up going back to work in these, you know, venues at first, I, I, I can't imagine that you wouldn't have some sort of, uh, a stress, you know, sort of a stress, sort of, a almost, uh, uh, you know, whatever, you know, uh, that, that it's going to be not going to be easy, like a panic attack almost because, you know, you definitely want to be safe, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be hard. I, yeah, I, I think it would like, be. The number of times that I not even have to be close to the audience, the number of clothes I just have to be, number of times I have to be close to just a random person that I'm working with, whether I'm hanging a light or we're handling with something really heavy or what have you, the number of times I like end up pushed up against them or just like my head in their armpit or just like just rubbing all up against them because we just, that's just what happens when you're dealing with that kind of stuff is like, it's going to be a real concern when we go back to work. So do you think, um, like, do you keep in touch with, with many of the people that you worked with? Uh, I, there, we have a big chat for the whole tour that we were on that, um, we talk every now and then uh, I don't talk to the people too like one-on-one -on -one very often. Um, yeah, but I, but I very well could. I, I'm always thinking about contacting the people. Out there. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be much of a drop off when, when it, when, when things open up and, and they do start the shows up again, do you think everybody will come back to work or do you think there's going to be a certain amount of people that, have moved on or just won't come back or, you know, you think that's going to be something? Well, I think that there's in just an incredible number of people right now who have been essentially forced to leave the industry because we've just been out of work for an entire year. So they've, they've had to find something else. Um, so I think, I think some of those people who have gone and found something else will they will come back because they uh, they're not happy with the circumstances they're in right now. Um, but I, I definitely think there are some people out there who have went and found what they feel is something better. Uh, you know, we're in some ways we have a really, really hard job. They're like sitting behind a desk all day could sound very nice you know, when mm -hmm. we're working a 12, 14, 16 hour day, an eight hour day sitting, sitting down all day sounds really, really nice. So I think yeah. there are going to oh, sure. be those people who have, have found those jobs, um, and will stay there. Um, yeah. And I, and I also think that, that whenever we do st start to see like lots of lots, lots and lots of events being produced again, I think there's going to be a very short time frame. I don't know. It's going to be very much similar to uh, when the at the start when the NBA canceled their the rest of their season. I think it's going to be the same coming back. Where I don't know what it's going to be, but it maybe it'll be some Broadway tour or some some concert or there's going to be something that signals for the rest of the industry that, Oh, it's time. And so I think there's going to be there this like one week of just everyone's hiring and it's just going to be just absolutely crazy in the opposite. Yeah. I, 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 I guess, yeah. Once they sort of get a green light, I guess, you know, the fact that they've, you know, laid everybody off, then yeah, they'll be scrambling to, to hire staff. So I guess, I mean, I don't know if, I guess that's one thing that might be good, but so I, how do, how do you feel about traveling again? Because you're going to be traveling, you know, if, if you're back, you know, say with, with Disney again, I mean, like you've already mentioned three different countries that, that you've, you know, 
you go to regularly. So how do you feel about, you know, about that sort of travel? Yeah, again? Well, we were, we were only in, we we're only in Mexico for two weeks. Um, and we were, we were in Canada for about a week and a half, almost two weeks. Uh, we were supposed to be there one more. So the most, the, the, for the most part of our tour, we were in the U S we were all, all over the U S but we were in the U S for almost, almost the entire tour. Um, but it is definitely a thing I very much wanted to do. I was planning to be on the next tour that took us again, all over the U S. Um, and then I, and then after that, I could have jumped on a tour uh, that that maybe was in Europe or Asia. Um, I don't know if I'll go back to it. There was definitely certain things that I really, really loved about that. But packing up your bag every single week is a bit exhausting, to say the least. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but... Well, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just, like I said, I, I, I know like for me, um, traveling is like, you know, I, I retired a couple of years ago. Uh, my wife's retired. Um, and that was going to be our big thing. That's what we wanted to do. Uh, is, you know, we wanted to travel all over the place. We had so many places we, you know, and luckily we have the means, you know, that we, we can travel, you know, go on a decent trip every year, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, I, I did get one trip to Europe before I retired and, and, you know, we went to Nashville, you know, the fall just before everything happened. And, and I don't know when I'm going to be ready to go back on a plane when I'm going to feel comfortable, uh, you know? So yeah, I, I, you know, and, and the fact that you're, you know, traveling all over the place, I mean, I'm nervous just about going on, on a, you know, a vacation trip. So I can't imagine, you know, being, having to travel all over the, you know, all over the world sort of thing. What, what kind of, you know, um, issue that might make for you. And do you think, do you think the vaccines are, are going to play a role in, 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 um, you you know, like, like the shows being all over the world? Do you think that's going to, you know, do you think certain countries they just won't go to because of the, you know, maybe the vaccine? Um, so yeah, no, I was just saying like, like how, um, you know, like I, I, am you know, sort of paranoid about getting on a plane and, and, and traveling. Um, so I can't imagine what that would be like for you knowing you have to go all over the world with, with, with the job. Yeah, definitely. It, it's definitely something I have to think about going into the future. Um, hopefully it, you know, most people out there will get a vaccine. Um, I, I listened to a different podcast recently that uh, suggested that some smaller countries actually might not get their vaccines until like 2022 or possibly even 2023. And that just seems infathomable to me. Um, and yeah, I just that's crazy. It takes away my work that I want to trap that I potentially want to travel with in the uh, going into the near future. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. So do you do you know um, or or do you think Disney is going to say um, you must be vaccinated? Like like say that you have anti-vaxxer work in there. Will he not be able to get his job if he doesn't get vaccinated? Do you think? I, well, that's, that's a really hard one to say. So we are, uh, unionized under IATSE, uh, which is like the, the union that everyone is, if, if there's any entertainment person, part of the union, it's most likely IATSE, whether it's in theater or concerts or movies or what have you. Um, so I think that potentially IATSE might protect against that um but we'll really see i i i don't so there's i think there's either one or two disney on ice tours that are going around right now um and as far as i've heard there is no kind of vaccine requirement um probably because they're just not available 
Um, they do. I don't know how it works, right. but they say they have a um, a traveling bubble. I real that seems the okay. idea of that really crazy to me because like how are you supposed to find food <laughs> like I, anytime I well and how do you, how do you I, how do you travel without you know yeah that's that's kind of hard. I mean, we could be there's certain parts that are very much isolated and not connected to other people but like when i get back to the hotel and there's other people staying in the hotel or i'm staying in the hotel and i'm hungry like are they feeding me i really like i don't know how the idea of a traveling bubble just doesn't work for me in my mind but i i'd be very happy to see how that works yeah, no, I, I, yeah, there definitely have to be certain rules that, that they would have to put in place and, and, you know, to make something like that work, but who knows? I, yeah. you know, I guess, like the, I guess it's something, hopefully they, you know, they, I was going to say like the, uh, uh, yeah, go like ahead. All the, uh, sports leagues out there. So I think it was like the NBA, the MLB, all these different leagues out there. They, they tried for the most part, I think successfully uh to to have their own bubbles for their leagues to make sure no one got infected there but to have that same idea that now is constantly moving like i just i don't understand well and a lot of those sports bubbles didn't work i mean the nba worked because they they stayed in one spot in one in one arena uh, the the NHL last year when they did the playoffs thing that worked because they had it in two cities, and so they stayed within those cities so that you know you couldn't leave like within um, like you stayed in one arena you stayed in one hotel you know all those yeah. sorts of things so that worked but like this year you know with the NHL they started up this year and already some of the teams have run into issues because now they're traveling even though the american teams are staying in the states and the canadian ones are staying in canada they're still travel between you know those cities and and they've had issues you know some players have have gotten covid and stuff so yeah i can't see unless we stick you in a place and you just don't leave there I, I can't see any guarantee of how you could make sure that they're protected. And I would be totally like open if if there is somehow a felled uh, person out there that wants to reach out and tell me how, I would be more than happy to hear because I am, yeah, like you said, just, just bewildered by that idea. Um, it is those two shows that are out there traveling, they are traveling through more uh red states as i would call uh, i think they were they started in texas uh, i saw i went to oklahoma let's see where else they're i think they're in wisconsin right now so they're this the show is traveling through places that have had less lockdowns and are less restrictive and so that's how I think maybe they're getting away with it. But just because you're getting away with it, I don't, that doesn't make it a good idea. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. No. And, and uh, same, same, same for me. I mean, there's certain restrictions that get, you know, um, loosened here, but that doesn't mean I, that I'm ready to do whatever, like, like, uh, like a, uh, an example is restaurants. You could eat in at, at, at a 50% now. And I'm still not comfortable sitting in a restaurant at all. I'll, I'll take out, I'll, you know, I'll get delivery, I'll, I'll do pickup, but I'm just not ready to go and sit in a restaurant yet. And so even though they say, you know, uh, legally or, or whatever that they say it's, you know, that they've opened that up, I'm just not ready yet. So yeah, I think regardless, you know, you, you still have to make that personal choice, even though. You know, they may say it's okay, but it's still your personal choice whether you're ready or not. Absolutely. Um, and I think, I mean, they're out there opening opening restaurants to outdoor seating whenever. But I'm, I'm just, just like you. Like, I don't want to be near people. I don't want to make that risk. I think, personally, I think they're opening things way too early. <laughs> I think that we should just... 
we should keep everything completely locked down until enough people are vaccinated. I realize that there's high economic costs for that. I mean, look at me. I don't even have a job right now, but I, I don't think there's a single person working in the entertainment industry that would argue against that. I could be wrong, but I, I think that we're, we're all incredibly sad that we're out of jobs but are happy to do it because it's necessary. No. And, 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 you know, it's, it's funny, like you bring up, um, I, I talked to a, a fella from, um, Delaware who he had, um, he had his own company and, and he lost it, you know, when COVID started and, 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 and it's basically folded. And he, I asked him, if he resented the lockdowns, you know, because of it. And he said, no, he said, even if he lost his company to it, he still felt it was the right thing. And and he agreed that they did the right thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think even, you know, for, for a lot of people, even the, though it came at a personal cost, they still know it was the right thing to do. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to hear you say that. Absolutely. And I think there's, I, th- I think that would be most people's opinions. It's it's really really unfortunate, but there's there's no other option. Well, you know, and and I I don't know if it's just by fluke or or whatever, but I've um I think you're the forty sixth or forty seventh person I've talked to on this podcast, and I have yet to run into anybody so far that has been against totally against the lockdowns you know an anti-mask or or any of that stuff it just hasn't come up with anybody i've talked to and i don't know if that's just luck but um by by far you know most everybody i've talked to totally agree with this is the right thing to do we need to be wearing masks we need to you know social distance and we need to do those things to get this over with and i think you know, for the most part, people agree it's worth giving up certain things just just to be able to get that done for for the for the greater good sort of thing, and and I agree. It's you know I I um you know like I haven't I haven't had a, a meal or or anything with my kids in over a year. I haven't you know we moved into a new apartment this year, and and you know we haven't been able to have the kids over other than in the summer they just did a quick walk through to look at the place, and then we went outside you know right away with masks and you know so you know uh, there's things that you know I've had to sort of give up to to keep my family safe and do all these things, but. In, in in the whole scheme of things, it, uh, you know, I'm happy to do it because I think if it can bring us to a point where we don't have to do these things anymore, then I'm all for it. Absolutely. Um, and, and just kind of going off that point, you know, pre-pandemic, I was, I was actually looking at potentially moving to New York or moving to L.A. or something like that. I, I had, you know, I had big future plans. Um, but it's like, like I've said now a couple of times, it's absolutely necessary. I'm really sad that that didn't happen. Um, but I'm happy. I'd rather keep everyone protected out there and frankly, see less people die. So how was your Christmas this year and, and your I Thanksgiving? Like- Cause I know that's a big holiday for you guys. Yeah. Um, it was relatively uneventful um one of the things that my girlfriend and i have been doing a lot lot, uh, is we like we have these big kind of extravagant meals that we make every now and then um basically to kind of to cheer us up that any any occasion that we can get behind that we have one of these any holiday or what have you we make a big meal so we had big uh christmas meal we had a big thanksgiving meal um, we did, it wasn't as extravagant, but we did a little something for new years. Um, and it was just, a. it was of stark contrast to, uh, 2019 when I was, uh, in, um, Iowa, I was in Des Moines, 
I think for Thanksgiving in uh, 2019. And then I was in Boston for Christmas uh, in 2019. And so it's just stark contrast. Um, but it was, but it was really good. We had a good time. Uh, I just did not expect, you know, two years ago that that's how I would be spending my, my holidays. Yeah. I mean, so it, uh, do you not have any family in Santa Cruz, either you or your girlfriend? Uh, we're, we're actually at my girlfriend's mom's house. Uh, so we spent it, the three of us here. Okay. Uh, and then, and then my dad is, is nearby. Okay. Um, but he's the only family member I have nearby. Uh, so we kind of, uh, we had this Chris, uh, my dad has this Christmas tradition of, uh, making sticky buns, uh, every Christmas. And so he came and delivered some like Christmas Eve or something like that. And we heated them up on Christmas morning and sent him a picture. But as far as actually seeing any of my family, I I've seen my mom now once or twice in the we we the last stop on our big trip across the country where we went to all the national parks uh, was actually at her house uh, and then we were there again for New Year's um, but we didn't really see her or her part partner that much uh, they kind of have they have an upper they have two floors in their house. Uh, and the bottom one has like a mini kitchen and everything. So we kind of went there and like waved to them upstairs and kind of hollered everything else up and, you know, went, went and got a uh, takeout food at the same place one time. But for the most part, I, I really have not seen any of my family. And now, you know, uh, a year and a half is actually because I was traveling all over. I, I hadn't seen them in a while before that either. Yeah. I mean, like for us, it was, uh, you know, the same sort of thing, like, like the kids, um, like we were in a lockdown where you, you couldn't have people that didn't live in, in, in your home. You couldn't have visitors. Like we weren't allowed any of that. So, um, you know, the kids came over, um, and, and, you know, they would stop, you know, in, in front of the apartment and I would, you know, go out and put, you know, their gifts in the backseat of their car and then they'd leave. Um, and then Christmas, you know, for us was, was, you know, uh, FaceTiming the kids and, and, and that sort of thing. So it was just the two of us. And, and, you know, that's how we, you know, celebrated with the kids was, was, you know, virtually, but, uh, you know, I didn't like it. Of course, nobody, you know, nobody doesn't want to be around their kids, but again, um, we, we know why we did it. Um, we, I, I believe we won't have to go through this next Christmas. I think I, I, I'm pretty optimistic and I'd like to think we're going to be back to at least having, uh, you know, being able to be with our families next Christmas. So, you know, I, I figured I, it's not the end of the world to give up one Christmas if it, if it keeps people safe and, and, you know, luckily our kids, you know, they're of the same mind too. So they didn't put any pressure on us to do any, anything other than what we were doing. So, um, yeah, hopefully next year will be a lot better, but you know, ours was pretty quiet, but you know, it, it, it was fine. We survived. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, seeing with how many people are getting vaccinated out there, I am definitely hopeful that within the next year, sometime that, Maybe we won't be back to completely normal per se, but we'll we'll be a lot closer than we are right now. So, speaking of a year from now, where do you see yourself? Um, like, say a year from now, like say next fall. I I think I see myself either I'm this coming fall. Either I'm hoping. You know, I keep applying to all these jobs all over the place, so hopefully I have a job by then. Um, I've been pretty much just running the gambit of jobs that I've been applying for, so hopefully it's either a touring job or uh, just like I had before, um, or it's a job I've been looking for a lot kind of down in the L.A. area. Um, that's where I went to school, so I know quite a number of people down there. Um so yeah, I would say either traveling all all over, probably just the U.S., but maybe maybe the world. Who knows? Um, or just uh, hopefully working on some form of entertainment down in the L.A. area. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm an optimist too. I, I believe that, like I said, I, I think we're going to be, I, I don't think I'm going to go through another winter of this. I think, um, you know, as far as the vaccines, I, I think I'm probably going to get it by late summer, hopefully, uh, from, from what, you know, everything that we've, you know, heard from the government. Um, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm 60. I don't have any underlying health conditions. So I know, uh, you know, as far as the vaccines go, I'm probably on, you know, the bottom 20% or whatever to get it. So, and, and, I, and I'm okay with that. And, you know, I, I, I do agree that, you know, the people that are ahead of me, you know, should get it before me. So I'm fine with it. And, and, you know, uh, we've been through this, this long, I can wait a little bit longer. So, you know, hopefully late summer, you know, I might, you know, get it then. And, and like I said, hopefully by, by, you know, next Christmas we'll, you know, be in a much better place and, or, or at least closer to, to what we, you know, uh, weren't able to do this year. And, and are what about the vaccine for you? Uh, what do you see happening there? I, you know, I, I haven't like registered or anything for the vaccine. Um, but I know they're, there are a lot of people getting it out there. Actually, I heard just recently, just the other day, I heard actually my sister, who's younger than I am, uh, just actually got her second shot, uh, which is, I was just like, what? How did you get that? Well, it turns out she's actually doing some like part-time teaching. And so they were, oh, uh, she's, okay. she was living in the Portland area. Um, so I guess there they gave their teachers the vaccine which I was yeah. incredibly jealous of, but I can't have it the best way all the time. So No. And, and I, I, I guess you just got to hope that, you know, um, they keep rolling them out and, and, and they, you know, as time goes on, they get a little better at it. And, 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 uh, you know, hopefully, I, I mean, I think, I think the States is, is probably going to even be a little quicker than, than we are because, you know, per capita, you're doing better with the, with the rollout of vaccines than we are. So uh, I can't yeah. see you slowing down, you know, so. Definitely. I, mean, I it, you know, it, I was going to say, you know, prior to, uh, to Biden's inauguration, we were just doing absolutely horrible but i and you know just even just a couple of weeks ago i was just dreading about how fast vaccines are out but you know here we are now at the end of february and uh i i listened to a podcast might even been earlier today where i was saying that biden's goal was to get uh, like a million vaccines out every day or something like that and they're at almost doubling that so i you know again looking i'm hopeful for the future that there's going to be enough people out there that get get this vaccine yeah and 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 you know i'm optimistic i think i think it's all gonna um the the only thing that does sort of make me nervous about the whole thing right now though is these variants like i i I don't know what you think of them but um if, if i think if anything could sort of throw a wrench into this whole thing it could be those because they seem to be popping up there's like i i I was watching the news yesterday and uh they were saying now there's a new york variant that yeah i I heard i heard today that there was a california variant um having said that i'm not personally too like concerned about it yet um everything that i've heard says that uh the the vaccines will still be perfectly fine and prevent against it. It might just be more contagious before you get vaccinated. So I'm, I think that yes, you're right. It very well could be the thing that throws the wrench in the gears, but at the moment I'm, I'm not that concerned with it yet. Well, that's good. I mean, and, and I'm probably, I'm hopefully seeing more into it than, than there is because you're right. I've, you know, so far I've heard that if anything, they're just, it just spreads faster, but it, 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 you know, isn't any worse. 
And, you know, I haven't heard any negative things about, you know, the vaccine treating the, the variants any different or, or having any less um, effect on them. So, um, after yeah, a year I, I, of dealing I, with this, the only thing that we can be is hopeful. <laughs> like that's, that's just the only thing that, that keeps us going every day at this point. Yeah. And, and I think that's what you have to do. You have to, you know, think positive and, and, because I think if you if you do the opposite, you're just you're just going to put yourself into a bad state. So, um, yeah, I think you just have to just hope for the best and 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 be positive and and look at the good stuff that's coming. Hopefully, like I said, I you know to me it's like I can see the goal line. You know, I I just need to you know get through this winter, then get through the summer, which will be a lot easier than the winter. So that's going to be good. And then, you know, like I said, next Christmas, hopefully we're going to be back to at least, at least being able to, uh, you know, celebrate like we used to. For sure. I, I'm, whenever we do come back, we're here, my girlfriend and I, we're planning on some kind of big party. Uh, we've been we're just casually calling it the uh, de-quarantine party, where we're just going to invite every single one we know, and we're going to display all the different projects that we've been you know working on for the while we're while we've been on lockdown and whatnot and around the house and just just go wild with it well yeah i you know i i've been thinking i'm gonna have a hard time you know stopping myself from hugging strangers in the street when, you yeah, know right? this is over because i you know i haven't been able to do that for such a long time but uh yeah, that's it, it, it's something to look forward to, and, and I I do think we're going to get there. Um, well, thanks for sharing, Caleb, and stay safe.